little funk. I said funk. Remember Jamiroquai can't heat? I think this is the video where they were up. Uh, the dude was in the moving living room from 99. If you need uh, EDM dance house tracks from 99 and that area, that era, I will hook you up with some music sounds better. Um, Lady. What else? Oh, so many good tracks. Funky Green Dogs from the mid-90s. All right, welcome to the show. Um, uh, the, the biggest COVID scare I, I had to date, we'll, we'll get to that. And I don't ever mean to be, in, I, I like to think, and this is me patting myself on the back. Um, I think I have been very responsible, as responsible as I can be for the duration of this pandemic when it comes to messaging, behavior, being, not being insensitive. So please don't think that I have gone down that last route when I tell you one of the things I thought as I was chasing down a rapid COVID test today. Um, let's do the serious thing first. I know there are criticisms, uh, there are critics, many of them, of the city's violence interrupter program. Uh, you've heard us talk about Juwan Armour. He's the program manager. We are um, fully intending to have him on the podcast on January 4th, Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll keep you updated so we can answer some questions that you might have or let him speak to some critics Um, because I don't think we are going to things that happened last night, which was a Save Our Community event for the um, Junction and Englewood neighborhoods. But we can help these communities. Um, Many of them can't do it alone. I'm going to give you another way later on in the podcast. Um... You might question how that it helps, but it absolutely does. Who did I... Uh, no, I put this in the comments for that last night. So, uh, you might have heard the city reference that this is a this is a program, Violence Interrupters in Chicago. You've heard us talk about it. Um, and look, we all think what we read is right. In fact, I read an incredible article last night. It's on the show Facebook page, Eric Chase and the Fam on Q105, uh, about a, a book review of pro- post-journalism. We only read what will affirm our life views. Um, and that's be- that's part of why we've become so agitated with each other. Um, and there was probably a very small sliver of time where we had a Walter Con- Concrite, Cronkite. And we all, on every side, just sat there and hung on his every word. But the truth is... Um, I-, I should have grabbed quotes from this, so please find the tweet or the Facebook post... Um, someone has always paid for news. To put news out there, to have a certain kind of people consume it. Um, and ever since like the mid-90s, I believe, when a, when a telecommunications act allowed more media entities to own more properties in a city, and it allowed media properties to be commoditized. When they're commoditized, you can make money off them. And as this one review po- pointed out of this book... These mundane stories, like I could tell you about the uh, the healing barn for for donkeys and horses. Uh, that's a great story. I always want to see animals helped out. It ain't moving the needle. Something like violence and murder moves the needle, gets eyeballs, and keeps you there as ads run in your face. Find that article, please. Um, 
there are certain things we're just never going to know. And again, back to what I said about, I think I read pretty solid information. And the honest answer is we don't know if the violence interrupters will work as hoped. It seems like a good plan. Good plans don't work out all the time. If you have a better idea, and a better idea is not putting more police into the streets, we've done that, and look where that got us. There's someone who I like and respect. He's new to the area, a media friend. Uh, he dislikes, so I'm, a, I'm kind of a fan of the Philadelphia District Attorney. You want to talk about murder records, Philadelphia is right there with Toledo. Like, I think it's five or 600. People are giving the DA, um, who was just reelected, a lot of heat. Uh, for being light on crime and allowing this to happen. And it's just like purge-like, I guess. I understand that perspective and my defense of, my defense of uh, Larry Krasner, whose name I've mentioned on the show before, is um, the murders are terrible. As we've talked about for 21 months, uh, COVID has exposed and more deeply infected wounds that were already there. Um... And I do think when COVID subsides, whenever that is, these bad numbers, whatever they may be, but negative things we deal with in society will subside. Not back down to where they were, but we needed to know about these things so we can fix these things, at least in my opinion. So th- those murders are terrible anywhere, uh, but Krasner wants to reform policing um, in many ways. So we don't have random people of color just pulled over anymore. He wants to reform bail, which is unfair to many people of low, no income, people of color. Um, What else? Anything in those lines, he wants to reform it. So while it's absolutely horrific that he does not have a tough on crime like many people would like, that kind of stance, um, it's better than the over-incarceration of people of color. Um, while we do, we, we focus on the murder. It's in the big, bright neon lights draped and dripping with blood. But because we have over-incarcerated for such a long time, do you know how many innocent people are in jail? There shouldn't be one. Just like there shouldn't be one murder. Um, but there are innocent people in jail because they couldn't afford a lawyer, um, because of other biases at one end and at the other end, just outright segregation, hatred, racism. Those people are locked away. So I appreciate um, Krasner trying to help those people who don't have a voice or resources to help themselves. And as we've talked about often on this show, sure, people have to be in jail. Let's remember jail was for, we were supposed to rehabilitate people, right? Correctional facilities. Let's make these better people. Let's salvage them if we can and put them back out in the society so we don't have worker shortages and we have better people in communities, people who have learned and can pass on redemption. Anyway, um, when it comes back to Juan and his team of violence interrupters, I was thinking about this um, and and I've thought about this during the, the 2000s. Do you know how many terror attacks the CIA and other government agencies have prevented since 9-11 or whenever. Go ahead, think about that. Do you know how many? Just throw out a number. The answer is you don't know. And the reality is, if you did know, you might never leave your barricaded basement. Because 
You don't need to know the scary things. There's a Marvel quote. There's a superhero quote out there that I can't grab. I can't grasp right now. But um, we're probably never going to know 80 to 90% of the positive things and the successful interactions that Juwan and his team have. Unless it's a complete and utter, like, fall on its face failure. Then we'll get rid of it. Or we'll try another way. Or we'll try different people. But it's like the CIA. The CIA is not going to come out and say, we just stopped three nukes from being launched from Norway. Because it would freak everybody out. But this stuff is happening. There are are evil agents everywhere. At all levels. Um... Here's the quote that I'll leave you with, with this story. Program manager Juwan Armour said, after seeing 19 homicides in that Englewood and Junction area last year, that number is down to three. Armour said that any homicide is too many, but the progress that has been made in Englewood and Junction shouldn't be underscored. That's an outstanding statistic because you wouldn't know that. We never hear about the positives. We never hear about how things are getting better. Credited a multitude of factors in the improvement, including the addition of violence interrupters, bringing youth programming to public schools, and putting a focus on having things to do in the community, which I have touted, and I cannot say enough that the city has has done. I saw today there was another story questioning the city's budget. There's like 750 grand allocated to marketing or marketing communications. And you're like, what the fuck for? Well, I'll tell you what the fuck for. Because there were too many people last summer who didn't know that there were so many things happening for kids every day so they could play and eat for free. The stuff's out there. Let's get as many people as we can to tell people about that. Because when kids are not hungry and when they're busy, they're not getting involved in bad things. Um, Also, important parts of our community are libraries. You know, I'm a big fan of our library. It's dumbfounding that someone would ransomware the library. Like... It was even said by um, unbiased experts. That's low-level private information. The library doesn't have your credit card. The library doesn't have your social security card. The library might not even have your address. It's almost like someone was practicing a ransomware attack. If you support the library like I do, or you want to offer some constructive criticism... Um, On the Toledo Reddit page, there is a library survey because I believe there's a levy coming up, which accounts for a lot of their funding. And if the libraries aren't funded well and we got to close some of these things or they the hours are limited, libraries don't turn kids away. Libraries have kids in them all the time, all summer, after school. Sometimes that's the only place these kids have to go. Let's keep them open. Libraries are incredible parts of our community and can fill in gaps where schools and parents and families struggle. Take that survey, even if you're going to be a dick. Be a constructively critical dick. All right, on to some other things now. You ever watch a movie and you're like, that sucked? Then you kind of go back to it for one reason or another and you're like, wow. Um, That happened to me one time. I was driving home from Philadelphia, one of the new Star Wars movies. It might have been the middle one, the one that everybody hated. No, it was Rogue One. I was getting sick on the road back from Philadelphia. This was 2016. Went to the movie with some old friends. And I was like, I didn't like it because I was getting sick the whole time. I watched Rogue One again. I was like, this is really good. Like, I totally overlooked this. This happens all the time. Mostly because we're on our phones now. Um, so I started Power of the Dog because I am a cumber bitch. I don't love Jesse Plemons. I appreciate that 
He's a great actor, and he plays, he is the dad, he's the modern dad bod type. Uh, ladies, if you like dad bods, they just look like an everyman. Jesse Plemons, I believe he got big in Breaking Bad. Um, who else? Kristen Dunst is in it. Kristen Dunst, not a fan. Cody Smith McPhee. Who? Well, if you saw the last, no, the second to last X-Men movie with Oscar Isaac as the blue guy, he's in that as Nightcrawler. So, I was on my phone the other night. I was like, this is garbage. I don't want to watch this marital problem. Like, the brother had a problem with the woman, Kirsten Dunst, who Jesse Plemons' character married. Benedict Cumberbatch thought, I'm not spoiling anything, thought Kirsten Dunst was just some two-bit whore coming for the family's money. Mild spoilers here. I went through the movie again last night. And uh, I was motivated by, I saw it, not that anybody cares, including the awards themselves, because they took a lot of heat for not having any people of color on the panel. The Hollywood Foreign Press, Golden Globes isn't even having a show, but Belfast, kind of an autobiography of Kenneth Branagh, did I say that right? And uh, Power of the Dog got a ton of nominations, which usually bodes well for Oscars. I don't love Westerns, but again, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, this all compiled together, had me finish it up last night. And I'm going to leave you with this. Hopefully this isn't a spoiler. If it is, turn back for 90, for one minute. Fast forward. What a lot of people saw as a story of toxic masculinity, which was so common back 100 years ago when this took place. Um, and it being served, a grudge being held. Now I'm really spoiling it. Um, what I saw was, why didn't he let that guy redeem himself? Granted, why he wanted to foster a relationship, still jump ahead if you're back, why he wanted to foster a relationship was he got caught doing something he was ashamed of. But his forging of the relationship with who he jilted early on in the movie seemed to be genuine. So while many people saw vengeance... I saw an inability to allow redemption for a bully. Okay, we're done. Welcome back. Um, so we had somebody at work a couple weeks ago. She had hard COVID, and we didn't find out till after that. It sucked. By the time I found that, I was like, well, my vaccine is working, or around that time, we did get a runny nose. I kind of catch those things this time of year anyway. Uh, recently, I was in close, very close contact for a long period of time with someone who tested positive on Sunday. Uh, runny nose, felt a little off for a couple days, change of medication. I mostly attributed the being off to the change of medication, which is called Pristique, by the way. Pristique is the name you'd be more common with. There's 25 of that and 150 of Wellbutrin. Seems to be okay because the Andre wasn't feeling good yesterday, and I completely could have lost myself and panicked, and I had a little anxiety. But I stayed mostly cool and was able to resolve the problem to the best of my abilities at the time. He seems to be doing better. So, Prestige Guru, you seem to be working. Um, but uh, I had to go. I, I couldn't put this off anymore. Um, There's just too many things that were raising their hand. Uh, so, I set up a COVID test actually last night, canceled it. Because I'm like, what good's it going to do? Uh, it's either going to say I don't have it but I'm not going to get back in time. Long story short, Alex had a rapid test for me. Took it this morning. All good. 
Went and had another thing shoved up my nose at Rite Aid just to double up. Should have that hopefully by Friday or so, but I do not have COVID. Um, People who know say the rapid tests are accurate enough and I have no other symptoms. So I either don't have it, didn't catch the droplets. Remember, you can't get it from surfaces. You get it from the droplets, the spewing of that stuff. Um, Don't fall into what was called... What was it called? Hygiene theater. Scrubbing and bleaching and cleaning. You're not... Like, literally, a 300-pound person of COVID germs. Like, it's not a human, but it's like a 300 pounds of COVID germs would have to be sitting on this microphone and I would have to lick it to get it from a surface. But if one or two droplets or whatever got in my eye or whatever, it's COVID. So the vaccine is working or I dodge the droplets. Um, And again, as I mentioned at the outset of the podcast, I don't mean to be insensitive at all. I know that we're nearing 800,000 Americans dead. What a far more across the globe. It has wrecked the life, the lives of billions of people on this planet. We might not be halfway through the pandemic. Sorry. So I don't mean to be insensitive, um, but because I have uh, the hat trick of shots, two Moderna's and a booster just a couple of weeks ago, I knew that I'd be okay. Now, the person that tested positive that was near me is, uh, is in good shape, just a like I think a, a very light, very, very mild sy- symptoms. They also have the hat trick. So it allowed me to turn my head to something more important. Oh, shit, am I going to miss Spider-Man? Pre-bought our tickets will be out there on Thursday night. I don't know why people got caught up in the mania of $200, $2,000 Spider-Man tickets. I thought that was artificial hype created by someone um, when I looked for tickets on Fandango yesterday, all of our theaters on Thursday night had half a dozen or more showings. And the theater that we picked out, there's a lot of people. It'll probably be full when we go, but I'd have a problem getting tickets. But yeah, I'd have been super upset because um, as, as my little group has said, I go to these movies not so much because I'm so frantic and eager to see them. I am, but I cannot go on the internet I cannot go on Twitter. I cannot check the sites I normally do because I'll get served ads and the algorithms will push things that I always go to in my face. I will literally have to sign everything out for days until I could see the movie. One last thing, a superhero, Jarrett Whalen. Uh, Jarrett is an artist, usually does superhero drawings. Incredible artist. Um, He helped me bring to life a gift idea. You know, I received some really great photos of my brother, I wanted to do something with them. I don't have a ton of pictures of my mom. But I was able to get Jared enough so that he was able to put a picture of my mom, an apparition, a specter of her, with her hand on Paul's shoulder holding a less than a day old Noel. She's named for um, my mom, Natalie, who died of lung cancer in 2015. If you smoke, stop right now, please. My mom smoked for a long, long time and it caught up with her. And, And... Like they say, if you have stage four lung cancer, you have six months. And it was about that from the diagnosis. And before that, my mom was sick for a very, very long time. And my brother had to watch her erode day by day and lose more and more of her good health every moment, every hour, every day. Because he still lived in the house and I was away from it. And it was hard on him. So I'd like to hear that the picture brought him to tears. 
I don't know if I'll ever get that out of him. Maybe my dad will let me know. But it came out great. Um, so thanks to Jarrett. I've posted this and tagged him. So if you're looking for something, give that a look. All right, that's it for today's podcast. You don't have COVID, but if you want to get a test, actually stock up on them if you can grab them because you might be in a position like me. You might not be able to go to work because you got to go get a test and it's going to take several days because everybody's getting tested. For instance, the library is short on them right now. Thanks for being here. Like I said, um, vacation begins the end of next week, so podcasts will be erratic and sporadic through the end of the year.